The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, let's do this. Let's yeah. do it. All right. Let's All do right. some recording. Police. Sir, Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified host, Steve Lucky Luciano. Sitting across from me is my co-host. Is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, here with Big Lux once again. And on audio, old Blue Eyes himself. Sean Lewis, certified audio professional, engineer, <laughs> for the Hard Luck Show. And we have... Salmon and Big Pick Mike here today. Right, gentlemen? What's up, fam? Damn, Carl's Uh-huh. Schumann. Oh, listen. Can you lay a sound bed? I don't even know. But this this guest, yeah. this is his third time. It's the Holy Trinity. Three. This is the third time. Holy Trinity of all great cannabis information and culture, style. A man who has the quintessential abilities and refinement to truly understand where cannabis is going, what being high is all about, hmm. all the multifarious ways of, of getting high. Um, this man has put out gift guides for Christmas, for the weed lover or the cannabis consumer in your life. He has looked at the industry. He has researched history. He has done many, many, many articles that, I mean, uh, have been in the running for the Pulitzer Prize uh, oh, multiple times. Right? No, hey. listen, we know politics is involved, and that's why they're not picking it. I get that. Because you chose the heroic choice, Adam. You chose the heroic choice to be the voice of the people, cannabis culture for the LA Times, senior feature writer, Adam Schultz. Yeah! Oh, that's a hell of a That is a intro. warm, warm introduction. I was, I was laughing oh. inside when Chumhan was saying it has done many, many. I thought he was going to say bong hits. <laughs> right. Well, that's too many to count. Uh, yeah. Right. So, um, He's got resin caked on his hands. Right. <laughs> Thank you for that very kind introduction. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. I'm super, super excited to be here. When you said come back for a third time, I was like, wow. I Hell yeah. I have not tired them out yet. So here no. I am. Nope. So, so, so let me ask you this. Last time we saw you was around Christmas time, right? Yeah. Late that November, I think. Holiday, yeah. right? There was a, you know, dream, we were all dreaming of a white Christmas yeah. or whatever. And, and he, and he, Adam came by and saw us twice at the same location at the other studio. Correct? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Cause he was one of the first people to come in when we mm -hmm. got in there. That's right. And it was by the lounge or whatever that was. It was down on. Jefferson? I yeah. Think. Yeah. yeah. Was that Jefferson? I think yeah. it was. Uh, it's not Jefferson. West Adams. No, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it is on Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah. It is on yeah, Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, blue eyes is high. 
Um, so no. Adam came in with uh, an assortment of topics that we can talk about. There's definitely one that I think it's the video and everything else. Uh, I think is something that we'll want to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is from Adams. He's featured in the LA times video blog and or articles on cannabis culture and style in the industry called the green room. The, the video series is called the green room. Yeah. It's a b- collaboration between me and uh, some of the guys on the video team that we become really tight and they, they get my point of view and they really approach it in a great way. So we've, we've now done t- two seasons. Oh, yeah, it's two seasons. I, I think, or How many three, episodes? Maybe three. God, I don't, is it like 22 episodes per season, like a sitcom? Like a sitcom. Next to the wacky neighbor. Right. Um, yeah, I don't, I can't, I can You're not, so, I, I feel like we're in the third, we've, we've done three rounds, I, I, I can't remember. They all kind of run together. Well, yeah, they all involve we cannabis smoking, so he's right. having a hard time recalling so, exactly how many. So we many. shoot a whole bunch, and then they they get staggered when they get released, so that, that's why I kind of get my news track. I got it. Okay. But who's in charge of drawing the cartoon? I was looking at the green room and I'm like, is that a, is that Dilbert? Like who drew that? <laughs> That's cartoon Adam. Cartoon. That, yeah. Uh, it's like uh, a, it's like a kind of a, you know, a cheerful, like happy kind of guy. No hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And glasses and, you know, uh, at least they didn't make the cartoon fat, which I liked. Um, right. So, well, there was a little artistic license yeah. with that. And, and he's always accompanied by um, a little uh, animated uh, cannabis nug that we call Nuggy Fresh. Nuggy and, Fresh. And Very good. And the, the original uh, artist uh, was um, one of my coworkers named Micah, and he had drawn the cartoon Adam and, <laughs> and Nuggy Fresh to accompany uh, uh, illustrations to accompany a story that I'd written about minor cannabinoids and all the different <laughs> ones and like that you didn't know about. And for example, the minor cannabinoid that's supposed to, um, help you sleep, you know, the, the nuggy and, and cartoon Adam were napping and, you know, if it was to help you, uh, control your hunger, right. You know, it was like getting away from food. So, so they ended up taking that, uh, that cartoon that Micah created and using it as the basis for the, for the animation. Did you have any editorial input on the design of cartoon Adam? Not at all. Not at all. So when they presented it to you, what's it like? I've never had, I had one guy draw a picture of me. Uh, you remember that guy? Yeah. Right. I'm like, he was good, but I'm like, Jesus, am I that ugly? What the hell? I had a face that could stop a clock. (laughs) What, What did you have a reaction? Like what the hell? Where's my hair? I, no, I, I, it, it would not have been accurate. Right. If it had hair. Right. So, um, and I think, you know, for each of those stories, what, you know, uh, they assign, uh, an illustrator, you know, artist <laughs> person to create it. And they'll usually, um, say, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. And they'll do a couple, you know, send you a couple samples, uh, for some stories that don't have, you know, that it's not a picture of me or, or something. Yeah. Um, they'll be like, this is what I'm thinking. And, you know, like the one, I just did one about edible, like different ways to consume cannabis. And the, um, the, the lead illustration had different products. And I was like, oh, you put the ranch flavored can of corn nuts in there. And I talked about the barbecue one. So, you know, you, you tweak them. Or if I go to make them accurate. Yeah, but as far like, as your look, you're like, look, that's me, the pants, the shirt, yeah, the, the, yeah. the hair. Big Lux, have you ever been animated? Has anyone ever made an animation of you? Uh, a little bit of animation, and then and then and then yeah, a little bit of animation. I've I've seen. I have a couple pieces at home. Is that Supermax image? I don't know. I'm asking you for the first time. No, I think that's how I might have wanted to look at one point in time back when I was you know, young. Yeah. yeah. So that but, is that's a that's a flavor yeah, of young, dangerous big luck. Projection. On the back. Oh you, yeah. Oh, I but love but that. uh, but I think in cartoon did one. He's good at that. Uh, I think yeah. So, but I've never. Oh, you know what? What's uh, Jesus? Instagram Jesus. Yeah, his brother did one of me. Right, did a whole oh. fucking animated. You know, a not t- animated. It was like a tattoo thing. Yeah, that he yeah, did yeah. on fake skin. Or right, right, was, right. Yeah, that was, was that was dope. That was pretty dope. And then I seen a couple other ones that were kind of animated. So yeah, interesting. It's great, man. I I find it flattering, and and it's the ones I've seen really caught, you know, likeness of me, but. Not in as big of a way as Adam is describing. Well, this is, we're talking about media over here. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Well, speaking of media, Green Room, the latest series, I thought, Adam, 
Why don't you explain to Big Lux, who might have done some, gone on vacation a couple times in his life, might yeah. be interested to hear what this story was, where it took place, and, and 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 what happened. So I think I actually mentioned that this story was in development the first time or second time that I sat down and chatted with you guys because I'd written a story. Uh, I, I well, we had done a video, and it was about the um, veterans. Uh, getting uh working to have cannabis uh, replace opiates as a mm. as a treatment for pain and all that and we published it and someone jumped into my twitter and said hey you know i'd really like for every one of these stories that you write that you write one that mentions that there are people serving time in jail for cannabis crimes and that kind of that kind of landed with me and mm. i mean i don't think that I'm cavalier in in the way I cover cannabis, but there is, I feel there is this responsibility to not, to find a way, and, and I write features, you know, I don't, I don't cover like Metro or government or that kind of thing. Right. It, so, I, but I, I kept searching for a way to try and find a way organically on the features side to talk, to, to mention or reference that there are people serving time for cannabis crimes. And we worked and uh, yeah, I talked to the people at the last prisoner project and they said, we have an, we have an idea. And they mentioned this place in Kolenga that used to be a prison mm -hmm. that is now a pot farm and manufacturing facility for cannabis. And on top of that, the brand that it, it's a partnership, uh, between ocean grown extracts. And actually I think, um, uh, cookies is involved mm. with it because they have a, a package. It's, it's packaged in evidence bags. Really? That, that look like police evidence bags. Really? And it says evidence. And it has like the, the cannabis in it, a package of rolling papers, uh, a, maybe I think a lighter, um, and a portion of proceeds goes to fund the Last Prisoner Project, which helps get incarcerated people out of jail and mm -hmm. support them while they're in there. Right. And we went up to Koalinga, and it turns out that a former prison is a really great place to grow and process weed. They said mm -hmm. the security's phenomenal. Now, Big Lux, had you heard about Koalinga? Absolutely. What did, what did you hear about? Uh, Koalinga was open when I was doing time. That was a prison. And I, I wanted to almost say Koalinga. Well, there's only there was only one uh, woman's prison, uh, Chowchilla, that mm. I was really aware of. But I wanted for a moment to say Koalinga, Koalinga. It was just a normal prison. I don't know what level it was. But I remember it being, I didn't even know that Koalinga was not a prison anymore till I saw that feature. There is there are there is a there is a prison there. It is not this building. They this one was a private it was like a privately run you know they all have different names like right. detention center which means something different than but apparently this one this one had been closed down. I don't know if they built the other one yet or whatever but this place, it was already vacant. And mm -hmm. the folks at Ocean Grown Extracts worked with the city and I think they paid the city four million dollars right for the space and so it got it got the city uh, out of uh, you know debt out of debt and it's you because can you imagine trying to like tear down a building like that first of all and right then, you know and so and so so why don't you let this run oh blue eyes and let's let's see some of Mr. Sean's incredible work the security the security is great for him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It would. It would seems like it would be a great setup to grow in. And there's there's more. I I, I will. I will. When you watch more. this, you're, you're going to see why why it is inside and out a great. Setup. I'm in prison. Oh. Well, a former prison actually in Colinga, California, where I've come to talk to the folks from Ocean Grown Extracts about their evidence brand, which is designed to draw attention and raise funds for the Last Prisoner Project to get people incarcerated for cannabis crimes out of jail, and they do all their manufacturing and growing on the grounds of this former prison. They grow weed in the prison to help get people out of prison. That's their slogan, Can you and we're going to find out how it works. Adam, how do you guys get these shots that are up? Like this one right here, is this a drone? That's, that's very funny that you should ask that because, yes, uh, Mark has a drone. Okay. And the first thing he wanted to do was put that drone up in the air, and the guys, the guys at the facility were like, you're not going to be able to do that because it's still zoned as a prison, and there's like... There's flight restrictions. Like you can't fly a drone over an airport. Oh, or a stop prison. that! No, no, Are you really? No, no. Like, it, like it will, it will, 
it will shut down. Apparently. Wasn't there like a story that if you, that at one prison a drone flew in and dropped yeah, off dropped like some drugs, drugs or something? Well, which is why, which is why exactly why you're yeah. not supposed to do that. Right. So in, in Panama, it happened though. And was that, that Panama? The drone software has all this, all these restrictions incorporated into it, so uh, you're not supposed to be able to do it. And Mark was like, you know what? We'll see. And he sent it up, and. It no, worked. No problem. So, yeah. So they had a drone. So we got all these great drone shots. Too. In any of the prisons that you might have been at Big Lux, were you working on a pot farm or anything like that? Inside? <laughs> Hell no. All right. Go ahead, please. I'm Adam Shorn, and this is The Green Room, the Los Angeles Times video series focusing on cannabis, commerce, and culture in California. Yeah, Kalinga feel- was $3.7 million in debt at the time. Mm-hmm. And so we scheduled a meeting with the city manager and um, the mayor at the time and just said, this is who we are. We're a family business. This is what our intentions are. This is what we'd like to do. And um, and they seemed open to it. And they said, and I asked, like, do you happen to have any properties? They said, we happen to have a place with great security. <laughs> hey, sorry, real quick. When you're doing an interview like that and they're filming, is there like one camera or is there two cameras? There's two cameras. Okay, and is that you really listening or or, or is that like a, a like a B-reel where they're like, hey, just stare at the wall and look like you're really listening. Were you actually listening or was that cut in like network or whatever? Huh? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. no, I, I, no, they, we're, we're, we're newspaper people. We don't, we're not going to like mess around and make it look like, you know, like I asked a question. <laughs> the only thing that we do differently is, is some of the stuff that you hear at the beginning, I do as a voiceover. Right. Like I don't do standing right there. Sometimes. Yeah. But no, 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 that was, they have one, uh, one camera. Cody has one camera on one person and Mark has one on the other and they talk it through ahead of time. And it, so it, it looks really, it makes it look like I'm like some sort of like, you know, like really, focusing intently but you are yeah, i know you're high but you're focusing I am not, I, I am not, but no and i get i get super like i have all my questions all prepared in front of me and everything. right no so, it's clearly professional yeah. i had to ask because it was yeah. so professional yeah. mr shorn that yeah. there's no way that this is just live yeah got it all right please i don't mean to undermine yeah. your journalistic not integrity my all friend you've got to ask the question i'm joking around half yeah, the time yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 all right please we tried to take the existing space and utilize that to, like for instance, our distribution center, that intake center had these individual cells. So now those cells, instead of having those people waiting to be processed, there there's our different packaging, you know, of the different brands. We waiting them. to be processed, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. actually packaged and ready to go out the door. Okay. So the door that used to bring them in is the one that we now use to have our product exit okay. through. Was this part of the prison grounds? This is where the prisoners came to, they had their own garden. There used to be a greenhouse right out here. There was like uh, basketball courts and little workout facility, you know, like bench press. Now, what used to be that is filled with how many acres? Of Seven acres of canopy. Canopy means like sort of the green space, right? Is that, yeah, is it's a 15-acre parcel, but because of the rows and the driveway and everything, we've got seven acres of actual plant. What's the yield out of this out of this space that that um, Ocean Ground Extracts has planted? It varies uh, annually, probably. 30 to 50,000 pounds. This is a solitary confinement. Look at this. Does that look familiar, Big Lux? Oh yeah, all that. And now it's repurposed for, you see the conveyor belt here. Uh, uh, Which is we use for trimming. Trimming, now. trimming yeah. weed. So quite a difference from where people used to lay their head and serve time for, you know, cannabis. And, and now here, just right exactly where they were. Right. How many prisoners did this did this hole, did they have? I believe it was around 600 was the typical okay. um, amount. And so they have, the, the building's like a butterfly. There's there's three buildings that are about 26,000 square feet Okay, and so fr- from so here? we're in the middle. Okay. And then you have a prison yard and another building, a prison yard and another building. And so we took this first building and made this our manufacturing. Okay, right, go so ahead. So this is right where we... Now, Big Lux, what 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 is your response to seeing uh, these prisons? I know you you knew about this I, before. If you would have told me in the '90s when I was doing prison time, yeah, that there was going to be a prison that was going to be growing weed because it's illegal and all that shit, I would have laughed right in really. your face. Right, in I would have laughed. I would have been like, fucking nuts. <laughs> and now I'm like looking at this, and I'm like, I mean, I guess the it, everybody's in cahoots. Everybody's in cahoots, and that changes the game, though, a little bit, right? Yeah. And I mean, to a certain extent, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, it is kind of crazy 
that you have people that are in jail for cannabis crimes and then there's just this arbitrary date, right? And then all of a sudden it's not a crime. Let me ask you something. <clears throat> Through the last 50 years, there's been this subculture. There was always subcultures, right? Mm -hmm. Subculture. Then there'd be another. Then there'd, there's multiple subcultures. Over time, and it seems like especially right now, all these subcultures have kind of risen to the top and become mainstream. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so what is left mm. to be subculture now? That's a great question. I would say that it was a subculture because of the of the legal status, right? Just like, yeah, and that now in places where it is legal, that it is more of a community. Like, I, I find the weed people are my people. Like, mm. I get along with the weed people. Like, mm -hmm. I, I just, their mindset and, you know, and, and I don't know if if that will, would still be the case 20 or 30 years from now because a lot of the people that I know came of age when cannabis was still illegal in their state. Right. 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 So, you know, and, and I know like the, um, like the gay population, you know, they had when, when it was against the law, they, they had, you know, phrases and, you know, and terms and, and, and just like speakeasies with alcohol right, and everything. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I wonder what alcohol would be like if it had only become legal five or six years ago. Right. Right. Like if we'd had this, this huge, you know, but there was like, there were rum runners, there's prohibition, there's, yeah, yeah, you know, there's bathtub, bathtub gin, yeah. you know, and like, I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think it's a good question you asked, Big Lex, because <clears throat> it does seem like all societies are built on a model. You have this model. You have mainstream culture, which is above in the light, so to speak, not, not making a value judgment, but just saying, it's what can be seen publicly and it's what's accepted and tolerated publicly. But for that it to exist, it almost seems like it depends on a subculture that has to operate in secrecy. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, well, if all the stuff that was taboo is no longer taboo, what's left, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I, I maybe should have asked that. That question was a broad question. My, cannabis just brought it out of me. <laughs> right, but yeah. it's a good question and not related to cannabis. All right, mm. I'll just separate this. But mm. I would think that whatever is scandalizing Mr. Shorn and yourself and anyone else today would be the subculture. That would be the subculture. So when you're thinking about new music or you're thinking about new ways of identifying whatever that is. I'm not saying anybody's got any judgment calls on it, but whatever it is that you're like, how the hell? Right. How did we get to here? Right? Like, right. what is this? Uh -huh. That might be the subculture that's bubbling up. Go ahead. I, 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 have, a, I, have, a different, I have a different take on that. Do it. I, yeah. I think that there are always envelope pushers mm -hmm. and that if right now, if shrooms were legal, cannabis was legal, Carrying around the skull of a dead baby in your glove box was legal. Like, it's not. Well, whatever, whatever. Right. Like if you know, all these things that was you know crazy, but but all these things that <laughs> that are like I'd say shrooms. Let's say shrooms, right? Because the first cannabis became legal, and now people are pushing shrooms, shrooms, you know, psilocybin. If all that was legal, there would be within weeks there would be some subculture that was something just a little further along, right? That would be the thing. That would be like this underground sort of thing. Right. Well, so that's true. But I would say, right, part of that is, so like in the 90s, right, that's what I think, that's what I think partially gangster rap is, right? You have the exactly. height of the 60s and the 70s and it was like, you know, pure love, peace and love, man, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, where, what's going to piss your parents off? Right. Well, I'm going to listen to violent music and then, and then they're going to be like, that ain't even, what is that? Right. It's not about love and blah, blah, blah. Now we're in some other era where, I mean, I hate to say it, but there are some people that were from like in gangster rap times so that are listening to the music now and they're like, what is this? 
Yeah. Eminem. Eminem even. He's not a gangster rap artist, but Eminem, I think, comes out and says, what's this mumble rap shit? Like, where's this thing doesn't even make sense, what you're saying, and then take it even further. I think that's in all the areas, and that's why I'm like, whatever drives you nuts is probably the subculture. Sam Smith or whatever that is. <laughs> whatever that is. Fuck, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I hate to raise that name. Jesus God, man. Let's keep that name. I don't want to talk about that guy at all. I don't want him coming up on our radar You know radar what? At all. Ever since you started talking about it, I see him more and more, and I'm thinking to myself, what is it that really drives, you know, like, you know, is it the eyeshadow with the beard? Yeah. <laughs> we, I kind of figured it out with Monique over the weekend. <laughs> you did? Yeah. It's that I'm not, like, if you were drag and that's what you want to be drag, yeah. here, so I don't have any problem with that. Go ahead. But those people are usually trying to do everything to look like a woman. Right. They're not trying to leave anything Left. behind. Right. <laughs> so, but maybe that's. I think Sam Smith is that goes by they, right? Maybe that's their that's their jam. You know, it's like like first we had the, the we, long hair with the beard, yeah, the high heels with they're, the beard, or the five o'clock shadow. There is someone the, that I remember writing about on the red carpet that was had the 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 shape, the silhouette of of a like a Kardashian esque sort of thing, hmm. and a full brown beard. I ain't going for that no, shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, and, and I'm saying, Fuck and, that. and like, but, but that, but that's their thing. That's, that's their, jam. that's their thing. I get that, man. But it, that is something that I've found. Um, it, it really fucking just, it's, it's too much. Is it, it's is too it, much. It's too much because I think that visually, <laughs> I mean, cause there's like, there's a lot of kids seeing that and stuff. And I'm like, it's confusing. Like, now I'm not okay, saying so, that they were the ones that are wrong. Who created the idea to shave your legs and to do this? I don't want to go down that path, but it's <laughs> very much like if you want to be this gender, okay, cool. I don't, I don't, I have gay friends. I have trans friends. I have like, I don't have, but they're kind of on the page of where they want to be a woman and they used to be a man and I vice versa guys, you know, and, and, but they've chosen like a clear path and I know where. I feel like I know where I am in a relation, in, in relationship to it. I know yeah. how to gauge it. Yeah. But when somebody's doing that, where they're just like crossing it all up, big hoop earrings, fucking beard, high heels. So it's, I, I, what it sounds like is <laughs> with tits. I think it's crazy. It starts looking to me like, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, I think that it's because it, if, if I had a full beard and I shaved half my beard off, it would look weird. Yeah. Right. It would be, it would, visually, yeah. it would be visually arresting. And, yeah. and I know, like, there's someone on our, on the feature staff who prefers the they, them pronouns. Right. And right, it right. was difficult for me at first. It's like you, you to kind make of, the adjustment to, to, to trip over and you're worried about it. And I'm like, well, well, shouldn't this, shouldn't this person, like, either you, you know, I kind of say, well, pick a lane, right? It's kind of where you were, where you were yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 pick a lane. But, but that's because I feel like I'm straight heterosexual all the way. And, like, these, my coworker mm -hmm. does not. And, and so <laughs> I, it's actually helped me learn a lot about that. And I, from my perspective, from my perspective, I respect your opinion and I respect Big Max's. Well, I do too. I, no, no, I and do. I'm not. From my perspective, I don't think I get as tripped out about it for me personally. I'm just talking about personally, mainly because I ha I hail from a culture where masculinity and femininity weren't really a big deal. And a lot of the things that the warriors wore, long hair, braids, jewelry, and all that stuff, in the same way, right, that certain African-American cultures are able to wear earrings and stuff long before everyone else, mainly because it was part of their style, it was part of, it was accepted, and it wasn't defined this way or that way. Um, and so on that level, and, and I'll t look, my dad used to give me a hard time when I was growing up, because I cried easily, right? Lone Wolf McQuaid, fucking Chuck Norris film where his 
German Shepherd got oh, killed. I cried too, bro. Did you cry? Oh, hell <laughs> yeah. Not only did I cry. Old Yella. I cried at Old Yella. Oh, I cried All the Yella Indian too. kids, I went there, they called me Nature Boy after that and clowned my ass for a mm. long time. My dad gave me a lot of shit about it because he's like, only girls cry. Right. Right? Well, okay. Right. I went through this whole process, right? At the end of the day, it didn't fucking matter. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. I got my daughter. Blah, 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 blah. And when you have, so all of that to say, it doesn't, it, I can see where it's visually arresting. It's kind of like, and I'm not saying this for, and it's uncomfortable. It, it, it's, it's, it, it, I, for it, me, yeah, I it, don't know what to do be. with it. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and in some ways, right, it's visually arresting, especially like you said, half a beard. Yeah. You would just notice that. When yeah. you see earrings or eyeliner, or heavy makeup mm-hmm. with a beard, and then it's followed up with like, you know, heels and like, so like, I'm like, wow, yeah, it's, I don't know what to do with that. It, it, it does irritate me. Now, they say, or people say, you know, oh, you know, usually when you have a problem or you find something that irritates you, something they you do see, say that. You find something <laughs> in there in yourself, in them, right? Yeah. Well, in this case, I don't know if I'm finding anything myself in that. I just simply. <laughs> I don't like it. Doesn't it bother me? It's right. confusing to me. It's confusing, right. and it doesn't go together the way that I've been, um, the way that I've been socially socialized. As, well, you know, I'll I, put it you this know. way, right? I think in some ways, even though it seems like somebody who may be mixing what are quote unquote traditional signifiers of gender, that's what they're doing. They are, that's and that's exactly what they're doing. And that's their, I believe, truly. In a country that's free, I do believe that that's their right. Okay. So right, but they know that it looks a little crazy, right? Um, they, no? oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Look, okay, so I'm not going to necessarily project onto <laughs> okay, someone's okay, subjectivity okay, okay, okay. that, but I will say this: there's no way that somebody that's made the choice because they want to internally or they want to because they believe in it, there's no way that they don't know that traditionally the way the categories were originally set up. That th- this one is supposed to be from that, and this one's supposed to be from that, from the old style. Mm-hmm. They do know that. And they do know that they are making a statement. It's not right that they're making a statement if you're thinking about it from a totally freedom society, right? If we were in Star Trek, right, next generation, and you had data <laughs> and everything, nobody would even notice it at that point, right? But we're not. Right. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We're coming off of, right, the 50s, 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever. So you are working within the cultural palette. And I do believe that a lot of the folks that are doing that, they do know that it can be arresting to some folks. I think also that it may be inspiring to others that are kind of like also like, fuck it, man. I don't want to do it this way. I want to go that route. Um, I do think it's a little bit the point. Um, and I, I will say this too, man. Like I, I look at that and I also think it's important for us to bring ourselves back to the amount of emphasis that was put on this sort of high, this, this uh, construct of masculinity versus femininity. What's a man? What's a woman? There's a lot of, there was a lot of, because let me ask you a dead blunt question before we get there. And then you can, if it was so natural, why does it require so much teaching? Go ahead. Uh, why would you go spend 20 grand on a great set of fucking D-sized tits mm-hmm. and then grow a full beard out to go with it? What would it, who would do that? Why would you do that to your body to be a, but then want to grow a beard? What beard. if, what if, what if you are a man, but biologically, whatever, right? You didn't have a hand in that choice. But you're a woman who's a feminist that believes in making women shave and not have hair, because a lot of women do have facial hair that they take care of, is part of the patriarchy. And so you're like, I'm going to get a fabulous hard set of D's, and I'm going to grow a a fucking Steven Seagal black fucking beard to prove that a woman doesn't need to have a smooth face to this patriarchy and, and right. still be a woman. Yeah. I'm, that's one idea I could think of. But is it is it a little bit? Could it also kind of feel a little bit like you went down to the circus a little bit? Yes, I agree with you. I but that's my that's my shit. That's not. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I think to tie this all back together, we, we were just talking about the envelope pushers <laughs> and whatever was the status quo. Now mm. there's somebody out there. Mm-hmm. So, and I think my personal experience with you know. When my coworker was hired, was like you know, so goes by they them. I was like, oh, this it's awkward. I have to like remember it all the time and think about it. But heck, if I don't now like have a different so the the he him she her is like a construct that like it's to make me feel comfortable. So I know does that person stand up to pee? Right, you know, like, but why do you even need to know right, that? Right, exactly. Right, That's like, what, what does saying. that matter? That's wh- and I'll do even one bigger than that. So the envelope pusher, once this becomes acceptable, will be some traditional cis male person that's like, no, I'm smoking a pipe and I'm got wingtips and I fucking stand when I pee and I remember it'll be that and that'll be like the wild. That'll be I guarantee you, a hundred years from now, people will be like, well, that dude's out of control. Look <laughs> at that. <laughs> He's only he wants to go to a men's room. That's right. wild. Yeah. Well, see what's happening now mm. with trying to ban drag shows. That's right? true. That, that, yeah. was, that was the whole expression yeah. of a man who dresses like sorry, man. a man who dresses like a woman. And now, like, it's trying. They're trying to legislate going the other direction in Florida. And and uh, the Proud Boys went to a drag rally, and four of them got their ass handed to, to them. them. By oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah. Drag queens been fighting their whole lives. Yeah, they, that's about? nothing, right? But you want to know something? See. There you go. I'll stand on that. I don't believe in that. That's a, you know, it's, it's all freedoms, freedom to sure. expression, freedom to speech. Sure. For some reason, like, I just have a lot of people in my life from when I was a child that chose maybe alternate lifestyles or, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, so none of that is strange to me. It's never been awkward. What's been awkward is, is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Some things I've never seen kids? before. Do you have kids? Yeah. So what if one of your kids... Oh, oh they... Huh. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Was the double D implants and beard, would, would you not make every effort to, every tr- to effort. try to understand... But it would be an effort. No, it wouldn't be. If it was my kid, I would have already... 
somehow come to, it would have been all right for me. Yeah. You See, would have had everything they do is somehow all right. It comes through that lens almost. Not, but, and I'm not saying everything on the planet. I'm saying I can get over anything with my kids. Look at Jeffrey Dahmer's father came uh, and visited right. him every Lo- weekend. Loved him. Right? right? Yeah. You're going to love it. So with my kids, <sighs> it crazy. don't matter. I'm going to be able to, it's, 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 so that one's actually a category out of the and, normal yeah. category. And Sam Smith is somebody's kid. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm just, mm-hmm. right. No, you're right. So he is. obviously, he is. And I'm still, you know, I feel a little bit like the old guy in the room that's like, oh, you know, what the hell are these? But that, I just am, it's, that stuff kind of strikes me as a sign of, I want attention. Well, for sure, I think there is some, and of that. that bothers but me. My friend, my friend used to call that the "just got to be me" uh, thing, you know, with like someone going their own way. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know that that maybe you know I I can see I can see how you would think. Of, I I don't think Sam Smith, for example, is <laughs> is doing it for attention. Well, listen, so, wait a second though. Let, I mean, and mm-hmm. I'm not any guy that's like. First of all. I'm the last guy that needs to be talking about people who need attention because I'm a fucking, <laughs> right? I'm a fucking, I love You're attention. attention eater, right? Yeah, I totally. So, so he's an artist too. So I'm not saying it's not genuine either, but also it's mixed up with that he's yeah. an artist and he's a performer and performers and artists, if they don't get attention, if they're not carrying that message to a, a wider audience, if they're not doing that. So I think it's maybe, a complicated. I'm not saying it's so straightforward that that's just him and this. I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. him, but I am definitely think we would have to, in the same way that David Bowie, right, right? played with some gender norms. Hell yeah, right? He did. right. He had all of his kinds of things. Part of it was him as an artist expressing himself, but he's also a showman. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would imagine that somebody yeah. in Sam Smith's situation that is him, but he's also a showman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey, uh even with Bowie, there was even not a straight definitive line. That was right. androgynous. Right. Which is almost still in the middle. But that's interesting. There was something about the way Bowie because who's one of my biggest idols in the world? Bowie. I mean, I, there he can do no wrong. But there was even stuff when you brought up Bowie that I remember like at the time when it came out, I was like what the fuck? Yeah. But there was, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It, I don't know. I don't it know. it I don't goes know. back. It goes back a little bit to what I've got, gathered from my culture, from my my culture of uh, and being on the reservation, all that stuff. And that is, and it's not to minimize the gender struggles or the orientation struggles that people have had to deal with in Western society, but that maybe someone's gender, whatever it is. Isn't their defining thing as a human? That that is a very good point. And hearing all this and then linking it back to cannabis consumers and you know the way people dress and everything <laughs> yeah. is, I think everybody has the right, as long as it doesn't hurt another human being, sure. to be their own true authentic self. And sure, I I covered fashion for thirteen years. The L.A. Times. That's true. I kept. I kept. I kept cycling this you know cannabis memo around and you know and now i'm like out of the cannabis closet i am living my most authentic like life and you know i'm the struggles that cannabis consumers people who don't feel at home in their own body assigned gender Mm -hmm. etc everybody has the right should have the right to live their feel their true authentic self and i've I mean, if someone told me that this plant that I love, which they did for a long time, this plant that I love, that I can't consume it because it's bad. Why is it bad? Well, I don't know. It just makes us uncomfortable. So I think that that was my attempt to 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 bring those two things together. Right. I almost thought you were also the culture uh, gender senior feature writer by the way that you were able to talk about this topic with such eloquence and balance and yeah. fairness. Yeah. I now want to turn you to another article okay. that you wrote, which is about tripping out, but without drugs. What is that? How is that? What happened? So since I started writing about cannabis, you know, again, t- we're talking about the envelope pushers, right? Mm. You start writing about cannabis. Then everyone's like, hey, what about mushrooms? 
What about psilocybin? <laughs> what about tripping? Microdosing is really big right now. Is that true yeah. that it was uh, Rupert Murdoch that was asking you those questions? Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. No, ahead, um, no, it was people. It was I was getting pitches. Right. You know, it's like once you start writing about something, people start sending you pitches. Right. And microdosing, and, and then I would run into people, and they'd be like, you know, you'd be at a party, and they'd be like, yeah, we just got done from a back from a microdosing retreat in Ohio or whatever, and be like, right. and I'd be like, what is that like? Because I. As I said before the show started, I've done macro dosing. I've done mushrooms. I know what doing mushrooms is, but I don't. And I knew, I knew that the paper, because it's still illegal in California, you know, it's, it's hard enough to, to with the smoking of cannabis. Right. But there was no way I was going to get a pass to to experiment. You know, try the micro dosing retreat or whatever. But I kind of wanted to know what everybody was up to, and. I someone sent me this thing saying that they'd been to this place called the Reality Center in Santa Monica, and you got to try it. It's it's tripping without drugs. And so I looked up the website and wait, uh, slow down. It's called the Reality Center in Santa Monica. Big Lutz, have you heard about that? Yeah, I think they also do medicated stuff as well. They do not. They don't. I'm not that I'm aware of. No, okay. no, no. no. Right. Okay, right. so you go to this center, Santa yeah. Monica, and then what happens? It's kind of like it's kind of set up like a almost like a like part yoga studio, part techno, you know, they have like all this computer, kind of a c computer equipment like you guys have. Right. You know, and like the Death Star. And the, it's based on a, it's based on a theory. I forget. It's right off the top of my head. I can't remember it. Um, but that, that our bodies want to be in, I think that our bodies want to be in harmony in that by combining sound, visual stimulation, and, uh, vibration and syncing them together can create a digital psychedelic type experience. And I, at first I called bullshit. I was like, really? I mean, like, uh, right. Like I've been to a light show where they played Zeppelin. Yeah. Dude. It's right. Not, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, and so I signed up and I said to my bosses, I'm like, it's $249 for an hour. And like first timers, you get like, you know, $50 off or whatever. And they're like, yeah, just only do an hour. <laughs> and, and I went and I don't know the process of how you can lie there with your eyes closed and they, they, they position it. You lie down and they position this thing like right in front of your eyes and your eyes are closed, but yet you can see, you can see the things rolling around like fractals and things like that. And the sound is part chanting, and then the guy's going to be, says, imagine you're rooted like a sequoia. You're growing. Your roots are deep. You're kicking at a fire and you're kicking up embers. And like, and, and he said, uh, you know, imagine yourself in one of your special safe places and all the people you love are gathered around you and they're there to support you. And I'm like, at first I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, and, and, and the sound and you're lying on this bed. That's kind of like a, it's kind of like a mattress topper that's a waterbed. It's filled with a liquid that is supposed to approximate the liquid in your body, the weight and all that. And it vibrates. And I've been to that hotel. Yeah. And, it, and you know, and, and I'm having this hard time at the time because I'm trying to keep my reporter brain on. Right. I'm like, you know, I don't have my notepad. You know, usually I'd like turn on, you know, my notes or whatever, but I can't really do that. And you know, this combination of things. And then about probably about 45 minutes in, like the, the swirling and everything behind my eyes, like it starts to feels in my head, like it's coalescing. And I feel like I'm looking back at my double strand helix DNA. Like I'm like looking back at my, like, like my origin, like my, and they say there's this thing when you, when you do psychedelics called ego death, where yeah. you, where you realize that like, I'm nothing. I'm a speck <laughs> of dust. But at the same time, you're not unhappy about that. Right. You're it's like, freeing. it is totally fine. I'm totally fine. And I felt like, and there was like crashing ocean sounds and the bed was vibrating. And I felt like I was, someone was like sifting sand. I was being sifted like sand onto the beach, like just falling into pieces. And I admit, and I, and I said so in my story that 
there was there could have very much been a placebo effect of this is supposed to be this way, you know, it's supposed to make me feel this way. Yeah, but you were fighting it. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't. You know, and, and of course, at the end, he was like, "Yeah, you should come back for you know, just like when you get a massage, you should come back and do you know a couple more." But they do they they do discounted and free. Uh, sessions for veterans suffering from PTSD, and one of the founders of the company, right, had PTSD, right. and 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 I left feeling it's like when you leave a really good therapy session and you feel like your windshield has been cleaned. Yeah, and it I'm just going. it just really felt and and I also wanted to write about it because you know I write so much about you know cannabis and I get I get these emails sometimes going dopers living in their parents' be you know people and this, still do that. Oh, yeah, 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 and. It's some people, and and after about ten times, I'll write back and say, "I think you have a problem with this." You know, what's right. the? Um, and they get really surprised <laughs> that I write back. But I, 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 you know, I'm not just like, oh, you know, snort it, inject it, smoke it, drink it. You know, mm -hmm. I, 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 if there's a way, if there's a way to, you know, I approached it recreationally. If there's a way to have a psychedelic experience without psychedelics, you know. Then why not see, you know, and that goes to the thing I was talking about before we started about utility, you know, is I'll spend, I'll, I'll have the company spend $249 to find out if you should spend $249 or. Okay. Know, so let's cut the shit. Let's yeah. get right down to it, sir. Is it worth $249? At least one time. Because that's it. Let's go get the cars. Let's whip it up. Yep. I'm doing it. Big Lutz, are you gonna do this? I'm down. They Sean, are you gonna do this? Sure, yeah. Let's all do it. They can do up to eight people at a time, so you should all go together. Oh. It's a bonding. It's a bonding experience. Oh yeah. We're gonna, yeah. We're gonna do We're a psychedelic eat. show. We're gonna do the frog. Man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's a no, good. That's but but let me let me just say. And, and I gave in my story, there are several reasons why. And I'm not being cavalier because I had $249. And, and of course, I got a $50 discount because of my first time. Sure. Right? Like so it's 200 So it was $199. What about if you do like five? Do they give you a free one? I, I do not know. Okay. I, you know, Slurpee? Punch, like a punch card? Yeah, like yeah, a yeah, Slurpee. Yeah. Um, but I also, you know, so I talked, I actually talked to someone at um, Double Blind Magazine. That's a psychedelics magazine. Oh, double to, Blind. Because I wanted to find out, you know, because <laughs> I wanted to do the, price comparison like how much does an eighth of shrooms cost right, right like right and i think it's like 40 or 50 dollars or something like that and at the same time i i i asked um her name is shelby i i asked shelby how do you feel about what this is you know, you're you're right for a psychedelics magazine you're editor of a psychedelics magazine and she said that they're one of the benefits is if you're thinking about doing actual psychedelics it's a good dry run to see you know, and first of all, that gateway, it's, gateway, yeah, drug. it's gateway. And you know what? If you freak, if you freak out, you know, if you're freaking out, they can just turn the machine off. Ah, oh. where like you, you buy the ticket, take the ride, as Hunter S. Thompson would say. If you, yeah. if you eat a bag of shrooms, right. the best thing you can do is like eat orange slices and hang tight, friend. Right. You know, like one toke, you poor <laughs> fool, which yeah. he sees these yeah. giant bats. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. dude. I want to do this for real. I do. Why don't you guys? Gonna, why don't you guys do it? Why, why don't you guys go and just. And and just they they have you can do up to eight in one room you can do and I'm not they're not paying me I'm just, I'm just saying like right. the unexamined life is not worth living if if you think it's horseshit then <laughs> try it once yeah and I don't think it is yeah. listen I'm I I so just reading from the stylings of Mr. Sean on this article right and uh, this is just a taste you know this is how we get drive people to the what we're doing, this is, this is, this is Adam quoting one of the DJs or one of the guys that are, that, that's running it. Raj? Do you remember is that Tarun name? Tarun Raj. Tarun yeah. Raj, which sounds like the name of a guy that's invented something like this, right? Tarun Raj, you would expect that. What we're doing is sort of like neuroscience DJing. Raj said after someone pointed out the equipment's resemblance to a DJ setup, Sean, he explained that the role of the person behind the controls known as the reality manager is to use the various sensory inputs in his words jumpstart the mind and body and move it towards a near meditative state it's an approach based on estes's theory of sensory resonance which posits i can hear the academic there what is that which what do you say which posits <laughs> that the body's autonomic nervous system can essentially be reset by synchronizing all of the major major sensory mechanisms together, visual, aural, and vibrational. 
Sounds makes sense to me. I just, I mean, so if I go and do this, am I going to want to get like a great set of tits and grow mm-hmm. a beard? Mm-hmm. No. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, <laughs> you know, buy the ticket, take the ride. Yeah. Um, but and one of the things that really appealed to me about that yeah. is what, what he said there was gets you toward, you know, I have not been able to meditate. I, my, my brain is, is not wired in that way. I close my eyes and try not to think of the big pink rhino, but all I can think about is the big pink rhino I'm not right. supposed to be thinking about. Like, right. And, and this, that one hour, like I can imagine if I did it, on a regular basis that it would, you know, the, look, the benefits of meditation are well known and the, the benefits of psychedelic treatment for PTSD and depression, there are lots and lots of studies out there. Like I'm not making, I'm not making that up. So I'm just a guy trying it out. A guy trying it out. Then he goes on to discover eight wacky ways that you can get high or ingest THC without smoking or vaping. Do I have that right? You do. Okay. Did you, sir, is it true that you wrote an article about that, sir? It is absolutely true, sir. And can you please, sir, tell the court and the jury here, Mm -hmm. what are the eight wacky ways that you uncovered? Well, Your Honor, Exhibit A is my story here. Um, The ones that I covered, and there were a lot more, there's a lot more out there than the ones I covered. uh, I believe there was barbecue sauce. There were... uh, a toasted corn kernels, you'd call yes. them can of nuts. There is something that I call a more fun funyun, snazzleos. Dude, this funyun, I think you said Snoop Dogg was a part of the. Yeah, I believe he's it? an investor uh, in the company, but yeah, it's called Sumo Snacks. Yeah, THC infused funyuns that are super tasty and it was like 10 milligrams for six rings or whatever uh, it was and you said it was dangerous because they were yeah. so flavorful that you might just overeat and get yeah, super yeah. high like what happened to me the other yeah. day go ahead yeah. so there's funyuns which which i have to say uh legally we cannot call them funyuns right they, they are a funyun like but you know because because the, the funyuns are an extruded into the shape of a ring like that right so it's, it's just a funyun like yeah type you know, of onion extruded onion flavored thing snack. that's yeah. not a funyun um so the snazzleos the barbecue sauce the um can of corn nuts um turkey gravy turkey gravy what the hell is that so turkey gravy is sort of like the og novel um, a company called Kiva Confections came out with it for Thanksgiving 2019, and it went it went crazy. It was it was a packet of like a gravy mix, so it's dry, and you mix it with two cups of water, and you heat it up on your stove, and uh, it <laughs> tastes like turkey gravy. And it it got surprise the- family, <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, cool out that Trump relative it's, that comes to Thanksgiving. Well, that was kind of that was kind of the. The bent of their marketing, it's like, you know, you're all gathering around the table, you know, instead of talking about, you know, things that make you angry. um, Why don't you talk about things that are going to make you have the munchies? Yeah. And they were mentioned on the uh, Stephen Colbert on the late show, Stephen Colbert. Uh They were mentioned in uh, like Sunset Magazine, uh, some food food magazine mentioned them. And they said they got 1.3 billion with a B. UVM, unique views per month during that right, time. Right, Yeah. Right. And sir, and sir, if you will, what is Kush, Kush Cups? What is that? Kush Cups. Now, my biggest problem with Kush Cups, not, it's not a problem. My biggest challenge with Kush Cups, it's, uh, they're the K-Cup pods like you would have in a Keurig coffee machine. And each one has 10 milligrams of cannabis, mm. you know, d- distillate. And, right. And mm. so you pop it in the cork and now get, obviously the coffee, they probably put that on the back burner because they were focusing on the THC. Is that true? You're, you're, you're drawing me out on this one. No, it would have been really easy for them to phone it in. The surprising part was that it was actually really good coffee. It's, you know, they have like single origin from Guatemala, Guatemala. that kind of stuff. So, uh, I, I appreciate it because they could have just phoned it in because it was this like novel thing. My big, my big question is like, where in my day do I have coffee and cannabis together? Like, you know, I have like every day, all day. Well, coffee in the morning to get me going and then cannabis bring me down. So, but there are some times when you kind of want to like just, just modulate it a little bit. When you're on vacation or something. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) when you go and you sit down at the, and have some reality manager, like, Doing yeah. Before we get to that, one last one. One last straw. One. The straw. The straw. Well, for, important to the show, cannabis dip. What is that? 
You mean like cha? Yeah, yeah, can of dips. And it was what? so. My whole point was not just. Look at Sean. I, I wanted to. You got Sean's attention. I wanted to write boy. about like everybody knows about cannabis beverages, and they know about candy. So these were different ways. And this company called Canada Dips has little pouches that you put it. And I used to dip skull when I was in high school. And this, I got the mint flavored Canada Dips, and I felt like I was having a, a, a flashback nicotine, like no nicotine, just cannabis. There's either 10 or 25 milligram, I think. Yeah. And you just, you put it in between your, your they call it, in, you know, if it's under your tongue, it's sublingual. If it's if it's in your cheek, it's they call it buckle, B-U-C-C-A-L, buckle. Mm-hmm. And, buckle. And it just, it goes into your system quicker. Yeah. Because that way it doesn't have to get absorbed and digested. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. so you just have your little, have your chaw there. And like, yeah. Man, when I read that in that article, and then there's straws that you can make your own cannabis-infused drink make it's any, in the straw, right? Yeah, that, that's the newest thing that this company got a, found a way to embed in a drinking straw, compostable drinking straws. And it's got a, like an apple pectin um, lining that is embedded with uh, cannabis concentrate. So you just you drop it in your water. And 12 ounces of water, you wait a minute, and it's got it's got coloring in it as well as flavoring. So it's not like you're screwing around with someone by, like, dosing, you know. Yeah. It's a safety thing. Yeah. And you wait a minute, and then you drink, and there's, like, a lemonade and a grape and an orange. And uh, 10 milligrams. <laughs> it's 10 milligrams. There's one straw that's 10 milligrams and one that's 75 milligrams. Yeah. So the party thing is you mix the one crazy straw with 10 of them, and then you. Yeah. All right. That's Northern Lights. Northern Lights is the brand. Yep. All right, my friend. Where do people go to see the LA Times, subscribe to the LA Times, and where do they write? It was because of Adam Short. We saw him. We heard him. He's amazing. Where do they go? Send a letter to the editor and say you want more cannabis content, really. Um, But it's uh, latimes.com slash topics slash or or topic or topics. We went through Mm -hmm. the lot. I can't remember. Slash cannabis. Yeah, and you'll see all the cannabis stuff. And what about uh, on Instagram? Does anyone need to go to Instagram to see you there? Uh, My Instagram is all of my articles I post to Instagram and say link in bio. Okay. Um, is uh, Instagram. It's it's A-R Shorn. A-R-T-S-C-H-O-R-N. And then when they want to hit the green room, that's on YouTube. The LA Times, the LA Times uh, YouTube channel has a section with all of the YouTube green room videos in it. And that's free of charge. Email me the address to the editor. I think that we might be able to get some letters written okay. from okay. people in Southern California. That well, want I can it. tell you right now. It's Kevin.Merida, M-E-R-I-D-A at LATimes.com. Okay. So, and, and just no, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to email you because I won't remember that because yeah, okay. I know it doesn't seem like it, but I'm very busy. Yeah. But I will get the email and I'm going to try to get that to our people so we can get some letters okay. written. Pump Good. it up. Yeah. All right. All right. Nice. Great having Adam back. I on. love this guy. Adam, you're welcome here all the time. Well, Anytime. thank you. I, I really appreciate it. I was super excited when, when I got the uh, when I got the text. Like, can you can you come back? I'm like, yeah, I can come back. Why sure. couldn't I come back? I loved job boning with you guys. And uh, Sean wanted to know, do uh, <laughs> I love when I point him out? He's like, oh shit, what the fuck is he gonna say? Sean wanted to know if um, reporters right nowadays are encouraged to go out to social media or podcasts to try to get the word out about the articles. Is that something that? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the more meet people where they are, the more points of contact that you can have. And you know, the people who watch us on YouTube aren't necessarily the people who read the the online of the LA Times. And it's really interesting when I write something and it goes gets published online first. And then it goes, you know, it might print like, you know, if the feature stuff is yeah. a little more evergreen. I'll get different emails from different people who have read it in print or in the digital version of the print paper. Right. Then read it on, you know. And so it's just, you got to meet, you got to meet people where they are. I mean, who knows if I'm doing TikTok or whatever, but I'm like, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Speaking of meeting people where they are, where are we, Big Lux? Who is who is a friend of the show? What which, what should we know about? Well, uh, this show's been brought to you by Vibes Rolling Papers, you know, and we're at Bolt CBD headquarters tonight. So I want to shout out to both those guys. I want to and Alien, Alien CBD, yes, indeed. yes, sir. Uh, what? Who else is on your roster, my friend? Oh, Cookies SF, Vibes Papers, and Enzo's Pizzeria. Great 
eggplant parmesan sandwiches dropped <laughs> off tonight. We loved them. Thank you, Enzo. Shout out to Esteban Oreo. Thank you to Adam again and yep. the LA Times. And the LA Times. And the Green Room. Right. And uh, that's what I got for right now. Oh, Supermax Hardware. Supermax Hardware. Dot com. And Ovanda Bowen LLP. Have a lawyer that's an American Indian who knows how to fight the system since he was born. Because that's me. And uh, also, uh, let the Tomahawks fly the best legal representation that money can buy. Sean, what do you got? You already know what it is. www.hardluckshow.com Yeah, that's yeah. it, guys. Hey, uh, Tuesday, uh, Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays, Mondays and, and Thursdays. Thursdays guys. Tune in. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. I am vigilant because that's the way my program is today. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Hey, today I'm cool. Because I've been real quiet this time listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.